0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. At Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. Time for your Saturday
1: mailbag as we get your lineup set for week 13. We got plenty of your start, sit questions, plus we're gonna revisit the friendship strategy. Dave and I have a lot of friendship. Hi, Dave. Hi, friend Dave. Hello, friend Adam. I have a gift for you, Dave. For me? For you, for everyone. All of my friends out there. It's the ultimate football watching experience, and it's called Xfinity X1. Get live CBS Sports fantasy football stats in the same place you watch your games. And if you just wanna learn more about it, just see how it works, it's very cool xfinity.com slash sports xfinity.com sports thank you yeah you're very welcome uh good afternoon it's friday we've got some injury updates you're hearing this on saturday we don't have every injury update let's get started oh also we've got some commissioner questions that i'm looking forward to so dave richard matthews was limited in practice will be a game time decision Ooh, what you what is your reaction to that tough guy
0: I hate it when a player doesn't practice until Friday, and then he's limited, then he's questionable, and you just don't know until game time. I I would be nervous to use Richard Matthews, given what the situation is. Not to mention given what Rashard Matthews' potential floor is. It's, you know, not that good. Uh Sean Lee
1: is expected to be back next week for the Cowboys at the Giants. What's your reaction to that, tough guy?
0: Well, it makes me not want to use uh the Giants' running backs <laughs> yep. next week against them. Their run defense should be a lot better.
1: Yeah, and if you're not loving the Giants' running backs this week, well, I can see a lot of people dropping Darkwell. might be a little premature. Let's see what happens. Christian McCaffrey could be a game-time decision, Would this affect Cam Newton at all if he doesn't play.
0: Of course. If he doesn't have McCaffrey, that's one less guy he can throw to, and actually I would consider McCaffrey to be – one of his more reliable receivers if only because he's a short yardage target. And remember, they also drafted Curtis Samuel. Samuel, kind of the same type of player, and now he's on injured reserve. So I don't know if they can really replace Christian McCaffrey's role in the offense. I think it would be a little messy if they didn't have him. Would it help Greg Olson? Could help Greg Olson if Greg Olson plays, and I know he practiced on Friday. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh Charles Johnson, same game, Carolina's defensive end. He suspended four games for a... P.E.D. violation. Shame, shame, shame. Chris Hogan won't play this week, and Amir Abdullah returned to practice. But we don't want a Lions running back, right?
0: Two two players I don't want to use in fantasy. One, because they're hurt.
1: Oh, you mean Riddick and – No. Oh, oh Hogan.
0: And Hogan. Gotcha.
1: Okay, I so – I'm not a big Abdullah fan. So, friend, you wanted to revisit the friendship strategy.
0: Yes. What would you like to say
1: about it? The friendship strategy, for those of you who don't know, is my theory – that you should use, you could use two roster spots on draft day on wide receivers from the same team. Like drafting, I think one of the example I can tell you about my two favorite were, but I, you know, it would be like drafting Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. And Cobb might be pretty useless, but if Nelson gets hurt, then you've got a stud in the eighth round or ninth round or something. I wanted to do this with Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams, because I thought Tyrell Williams would be good. In the seventh or eighth round anyway. And I wanted to do this with John Brown and JJ Nelson. So like a mid-round pick and then a late-round pick. Cause I thought one of them would emerge as the best wide receiver, uh, in Arizona. And that, you know, maybe that one would have worked if not for Carson Palmer's injury, if not for all of John Brown's injuries. Maybe I had something there. But, uh, it didn't really, it did not, certainly didn't work for the Chargers. What, what did you think about the uh, friendship strategy?
0: I could only find four teams where I think it truly worked, and all the other teams, I just I don't think it really would have worked out that well. If if someone wants to call me out on it and suggest a different team than the ones I'm going to say, go ahead. But remember, the the whole point of the strategy is to it's it's not to necessarily get one receiver right. It's to have a, a good receiver on your team plus somebody else in case that main receiver doesn't come through. So. We could argue that the Keenan Allen Tyrell Williams strategy was a success because Keenan Allen, especially the last couple of weeks, has been really, really good. Right.
1: That's
0: but the true. whole point of it was you, you've got, it's, you're basically handcuffing the wide receiver.
1: The whole point of it was to get a great player that you, you assure yourself, you try to assure yourself of one great player. And maybe you have, maybe you have one great player, one useless player, but it doesn't matter. You sort of because have. Because you've got the one great yeah, player. Right. So the, the best example, if you had drafted Diggs and Thielen, right? Yep, I mean, that, was, that would have been the best. I
0: think that's the absolute best one, not only because you would have had one great player, but you would have had two great players. And for a while, that was the case in Houston. If you had gotten DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller on the same squad, mm-hmm. those two guys were tearing it up with Deshaun Watson. In Detroit, if you have Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, I think both of them were attainable with picks around slash outside the top 50 depending on your league scoring system. And Carolinas, if you had began the year yeah. with Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funchess on your team, you were probably moderately happy. And then when Benjamin got traded to Buffalo, this is before he hurt his knee, you would have been jumping out of the room because you would have had two great receivers on two different teams. But those are the only four that I found where multiple receivers on the same team uh, have been good for fantasy purposes.
1: But again, the point wasn't necessarily that they both had to be good. The point was that one of them had to be great. And I think you got that with Carolina. You certainly got that with Minnesota. Uh, what were the other ones?
0: Sorry. Detroit and Houston.
1: Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, um, But
0: you didn't have to do it with Houston. And this is part of the no. problem with it is that the great receivers that you took early, they're great. You don't need to have the the backup to them.
1: No, you don't. But if that guy had gotten hurt. Then you would have had a great player there. And that was kind of my point. It's like, not only are you drafting a player that you think in the mid-rounds could be good, you know? That's what I thought about Tyra Williams. I was dead wrong. But, you also got a guy that if the first guy you drafted got hurt, well all of a sudden now you've got a much more valuable player than the one you yeah. drafted in the mid-rounds. And I'll tell you another one that could have worked. Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. It could have worked. Right? Cause if, if Evans yep. had gotten hurt in week two, then you could have had a really good receiver in Deshaun Jackson that you got in like the sixth or seventh round. How about? I mean, unfortunately, Brandon Marshall clouded this up, but Odell Beckham did get hurt. If you had taken Beckham and Sterling Shepard, you
0: know, he would have been very happy that with could, that. That
1: could have worked out. It didn't because really work out because they both and got Shepard
0: hurt. certainly stepped up. Right. I wonder if we could spin it forward a little bit. We know the fantasy playoffs are coming. Are there yes. receivers whose handcuffs, quote unquote, we could go and pick up as far as stash options go? And the one that comes to my mind is in Detroit, where if Marvin Jones were to go down, don't you think Kenny Galladay would get an uptick in playing time, targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns? As an outside receiver replacing another outside receiver?
1: Yeah, I, get, I, I and he's a pretty good player, too. You know, he doesn't get a lot of targets,
0: but he's a He's good raw. Player. He's raw, and I wish he had more targets. He, he certainly started the year off great. I actually still think Tyrell Williams
1: is interesting. I mean, if Keenan Allen got hurt. Yep. Uh... Yeah, I mean Corey, Corey Coleman. Eh, no, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here.
0: The problem is that I don't think you can pick up Coleman and Gordon off the waiver wire so easily. Galladay is going to be out there in a lot of leagues, right? Even in the leagues that I'm playing in, is there a guy in Dallas to no, replace No, Absolutely not. I I don't think there is. But I don't I don't think there's a guy in Denver like who you feel comfortable. No, or Cody Latimer.
1: The poster child for this would have been Cooper Cup, you know. Like, we saw last week, Cooper Cup at 100 yards. Sammy Watkins had a touchdown because Robert Woods went out.
0: It, Is D.D. Westbrook that guy in Jacksonville? I
1: don't think so. I think you got to get better passing games. We're ta- You're talking about some pretty bad passing games. Um, yeah, I uh, I think Hogan would be a good one.
0: <laughs> I got one for you that you'll love. What? Michael Floyd in Minnesota. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't
1: think so. I mean, because then, then you bring the tight ends into the equation, right? Like, if you had paired... If you had paired Odell Beckham and Evan Ingram, you would have seen the benefits of that as soon as Beckham got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, you know it's interesting. I'm not abandoning it. I, I think there's some merit there. Of course, a lot of fantasy football is guessing right and guessing wrong. I guess wrong with the Chargers guys. So uh, you know that happens. But I, I think but if you but merit.
0: doing it with the Chargers guys didn't hurt you so bad because you still had Keenan Allen. Of course not. He lasted the whole season. He's healthy and he's been really good lately.
1: I dropped Tyra Williams it was no big deal. You right. know, it wasn't a he didn't crush my roster.
0: And I would say you swung and missed with the Cardinals, but at least those guys didn't cost you big time draft picks. Like if you whiffed on both the Chargers, both Allen yeah, stinks, bad. Tyra Williams stinks. You're talking about a guy you took in round 3 and another guy in round 7. That's not fun. No one wants that, but the two Cardinals wide receivers you miss on them, so what? You took them after round 8.
1: Yeah, I will say that some people are probably listening to this going, Keenan Allen was kind of a dud for like a 11, while. Like 11 or was. 10 weeks. So I do get that, but yeah, uh, alright, let's wrap that He's up. It's good now.
0: That's what matters.
1: I do want to tell people that I've had a, a bit of a software change on my computer. I'm getting this annoying audio issue and you're probably hearing it and I am sorry. Uh, at, at best I'll be able to fix it by Wednesday, I think. Uh, no, at worst by Wednesday. Is that um, when the plumber comes back to the house? <laughs> That's when I'll be in the Fort Lauderdale office to be able to have someone to take a look at it. But uh, I know it could be a little annoying, and I apologize. Let's just get through it. Let's read some emails and tweets. at CBSI.com from Rob in Pittsburgh. Dear Azer, Richard, Eisenberg, and Cummings.
0: Oh, Those nice. are fantasy analysts.
1: I previ- uh, three fantasy analysts. I previously stashed Rodgers on IR. I have Wentz, and I have Cousins. I'm considering dropping Cousins in hopes... Then another playoff team picks him up and uses him. Overthinking? Dumb?
0: Genius? Interesting. Yeah. Because I am nervous to have Kirk Cousins as my number one quarterback after what we saw on Thursday. You could do it. I, I, I think you can. I don't think it's a must. I don't think I would encourage everyone to cut Kirk Cousins just because of one game. Mm-hmm. But I might do it after two or three. This is an email from And Then Brian. it might be a little too late.
1: Brian is in a ten-team PPR league. Start two,
0: Tate, Shepard, Cup, Sanders. I love Cup, and I think Cup has to be the first guy you start. Believe it or not, I just think the matchup is great for him against Arizona, and I think Golden Tate's the safer option as the second guy. I know that we don't feel good about him after what we saw last week—seven yards on four catches. <laughs> yeah, I don't—I th- don't know if I could get seven yards on four <laughs> catches if I played in an NFL game. But I'd like to think I could come close to seven. I think so. I mean, if you had four catches, yeah, I think so. I'm not talking about four targets. I might need, like, 15 targets to get to four catches in an NFL game. I think you could do it. 20 of it's Blake Bortles under center. Strange
1: performance. All right, this is from Abraham. Where's he from? Galveston, Texas. Ted Ginn or Jerick McKinnon? Half PPR.
0: I like Ginn this week. I like the usage the last couple of games. 17 targets. He's caught 13 of them. Hasn't had a big blow-up game. But he's taking on Carolina. Their secondary is banged up, and that's the weakness of their defense. And he's playing at home. I I think that there's a lot to like about Ginn, and I I think it's going to be hard for the Saints to run on Carolina. So Breeze is going to have to throw a decent amount, so I'll take my chances with Teddy Ginn.
1: Here's an email from a guy who has something in common with the following people. Arians, Bowen, Bochy, and Grodkowski.
0: Grodkowski. He has vowels in his last name. (laughs) Bruce, Jeez. I know what it is. I know, I
1: know you know, buddy. Uh, stuck in running back mediocrity, PPR. Let's see how many does he need? He needs just one. Danny Woodhead, mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. Latavius, mm-hmm. Quiz Rogers. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh so here's the deal: if Jamal Williams is the only guy in the Packers backfield, i.e., Aaron Jones is inactive, then I'm going with him. And I think I'm going to go with him even if Aaron Jones is on the field. Kenyon Drake is a guy that just continues to perplex me. I don't know if I can trust the Dolphins to give him that big workload, even though he's the main running back against Denver. The matchup keeps getting better for him. It looks like game script is going to end up helping Drake the Broncos are going to be without D'Amato Paco on the defensive line. He's been one of their best run stoppers. Derek Wolf's another one. I don't think he's expected to play. And the Broncos are going to be without two of their starting linemen, including Ron Leary, who's their best lineman. And so everything is kind of starting to set up for the Dolphins to have a conservative type of approach and game script, and that would really help the run game. They need a good run performance. They haven't had one all year. Twenty? Could, could he get to um, no, twenty that's touches? That's
1: not true. That's not true. I mean, it's not—it's not, it's not completely untrue. But uh, week two at the Chargers, a hundred yards, I think. Drake broke
0: off that big run
1: against the Panthers. Uh But yeah. you're going—you're going with Williams anyway.
0: I think I'm going to end up going with Williams regardless. But Drake is someone who I might change my tune on positively before Sunday's games kick off. Okay, we got Rob from a Jersey suburb, Edison.
1: There's some combination of Robert, Jimmy, John, and John. Is that Zeppelin?
0: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't it, I only know two. It's the Robert and the Jimmy that right. make me think it's Zeppelin.
1: <laughs> right. Uh okay, well here's the question. Who should I start at flex, PPR? Anthony Alex Collins? Collins? Anthony I think Collins? It's Alex Collins? Yeah, a- Alex Collins, Hunter Henry, Juju Derek Henry or Deshaun Jackson?
0: Jamie picked Alex Collins as the start of the week, and I think he did it because the matchup is so favorable. And I don't know if I can count on five-plus catches from Henry, from Smith-Schuster, from Deshaun Jackson. You know, Deshaun Jackson's been above five catches twice with Jamison Winston, seven games. He's only been to five catches or more two times in those seven. I'm going to go with Collins, and I'm going to hope that he catches a couple of passes to pad his stats. But I think he can score, and I think he can get a lot of good yardage in the game against the Lions.
1: And here's an email from Ben. Dear Joey, Ezekiel, Malik, Marshawn, Carlos, and Bradley.
0: Uh, Those are going to be Ohio State alum.
1: Yeah, it's got to be, yeah. Should I start Freeman over Devontae Parker, Richardson, or Murray?
0: Notice that he didn't put Cardale among the Ohio State players <laughs> in his email. All
1: right, so it's Freeman over Parker, Richardson, or Murray?
0: I'm with you on it. I would do it. I'd start Freeman over all of them.
1: Over all of them? Okay.
0: We talked about it on FFT on Friday. You can go back and watch the video on CBSSports.com. Freeman isn't guaranteed a ton of carries. If you look at the four games before he got hurt, he was somewhere in between nine and 12 carries and one to three catches per game. And believe it or not, in three of those four games, Tevin Coleman outscored him in non-PPR fantasy leagues. Four single-digit fantasy point performances from Freeman but I'll still take a mirror over the other guys that you listed.
1: This is Jordan in Kansas City, 12 team PPR. Big matchup, Dave, against the top seed. So, are, are there any not big matchups
0: left? It's week 13.
1: No, I've got I've got two matchups that mean absolutely nothing.
0: So you don't think they're big.
1: No, because they're I'm locked into playoff spots.
0: Okay. So you don't even care. You shouldn't even bother uh well, you probably should. I
1: I care, but I care more about next week. That's why I already picked up a DST for next week. Make sure you do it. All right, 12-team PPR, Matt Ryan or Derek Carr? That's the first question. Ryan over Carr. And two flexes, Cooper Cup, which he's leaning towards, Kenyon Drake,
0: Sterling Shepard, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, Cup and Drake. Cup and Drake, okay. Cup and Drake, Uh, non-PPR?
1: No, PPR, PPR. Oh, it is PPR. So you've got Cup for sure. I think I might
0: go Shepard over Drake at this point. All right. I reserve the right to change my mind.
1: Well, this is kind of the last. time. You have to check the rankings. <laughs> check them uh, Sunday morning. All right. This is from Justin. Where's he from? Pensacola, Florida. Sit one in PPR. Sit one. Michael Thomas, Devin Funches, A.J.
0: Green, or Doug Baldwin? I'm sitting Funchess.
1: From Logan in California, Ben Roethlisberger or Josh McCown?
0: It's close. I'm going to take Roethlisberger based on what we've seen the past couple of weeks.
1: From Eric. Dear Buddy, Walter, and Papa Elf. Pretty sure that's, that's Elf. from Elf, right? Yeah, I think that's Elf. You ever, see, you ever see the movie Kicking and Screaming? No. A very underrated movie. Very underrated. Like, legitimately funny. Not a kid, Not just a kid's movie. And it's got yeah. Ditka in it. Yeah, good you for d- Ditka. You don't seem interested. <laughs> Come on, Dave.
0: What? Uh, uh, be interested. Fake it. Okay, I will Fake run interest. out to the red Thank box you. and watch Kicking and Screaming if they have it. It's funny. Is it on Netflix?
1: It I, I Probably not. Danny Woodhead I, is available in my league, says Eric. Standard scoring. Looking to pick him up for Week 15 against the Browns. Um, my current number twos are, are Alfred Morris at Oakland and Darkwa against Philadelphia. Should I drop Darkwa or Landry or Shepard? For Danny Woodhead, it's standard scoring. He's got the Browns.
0: What makes you think he's going to have a big game against the Browns? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I just, I I don't think game script will help him. Just like it hasn't really helped him that much so far since he's been back. Yeah.
1: Now I'd stay, I'd stay put, although you're, like, you're not going to start Darkwa against the Eagles.
0: No, he would be the first guy I would cut from Landry Shepard, Morris, Darkwa. You're cutting Darkwell. I don't think you can cut the other three. I don't think you should want to. But you you probably, don't want to let those guys hit the waiver wire. You
1: can't cut Morris. You and, can't. No, he already played. Like, you literally well, can't. Oh,
0: yes. You, I I don't know. Maybe he's on a site where you can. Maybe.
1: All right, Buck wants you to pick one in standard. Mixon, Burkhead, or Henry? Mixon, uh or...
0: Mixon Okay. in standard.
1: Austin in... <sighs> O-L-A-T-H-E, Olaith, Kansas? There's no way. I think it's Olaith. Olaith, Kansas. Uh Dear Comet, Donner, Blitzen, and the Elf. Comet is the dog from Full House. This must
0: be Full House. Just kid- misspelled Tanner when he wrote down.
1: <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Long-term dynasty league. Do you value elite wide receiver or elite running back? Because wide receivers have more long-term value. What do you think?
0: I think wide receivers make more sense because of what he says. You want to have elite receivers that are staples in your in your lineup. You'd like to think that running backs can do that and be a staple in your lineup, but there just aren't that many that you can really count on being a staple for you for more than two, three years at a time. Mm -hmm. Receivers tend to stick around longer, too. They don't have that expiration date that running backs do.
1: And you all need to listen to me now because you're not, you're not watching football and playing fantasy properly unless you're using Xfinity X1, the ultimate football watching experience. Go to Xfinity.com slash sports for more details. This is just a better way to enjoy NFL football and fantasy football at the same time. So here's how it works. You don't have to look at your phone anymore to check your scores to get your fantasy info. You don't have to miss any moments because you were on your laptop or your phone or whatever. You just do it all right there on your TV with Xfinity X1. You get a voice remote, and you look at the voice remote, and you pick it up, and you say, fantasy football. And then the remote will pop up, you know, everything. put will put everything on your screen, excuse me. Right there on your TV screen, you're going to get a very cool display of your CBS Sports fantasy football scores, your weekly projections, your roster trends, all of it right there on TV. just makes it easier. It's perfect for our listeners. I really think I know what your habits are on Sunday. You're watching the game, and you're – Looking at your phone, you're you're looking up your scores, but you want it all in one place. So Xfinity X1 is the best thing for you. Get all of your CBS Sports Fantasy Football stats in the same place you watch your games. So, again, the URL, just you want to take a look, xfinity.com slash sports, xfinity.com slash sports. More emails for you from Matt in a city over 5,000 feet above sea level.
0: It's got to be uh Aurora, Colorado. It's Denver. He is from Denver.
1: Oh. Hey, Frodo, Samwise, Merry, and Pippin. Hmm, is that uh, Lord of the lethal Rings? Lethal weapon. It's lethal weapon. <laughs> I, I don't. Are you? I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy, Dave.
0: No, it's Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't like it.
0: Didn't it's mean. an excellent series to watch once.
1: Commissioner question from Frodo here. Okay. 12 team keeper league. You only get to keep one player. I don't think that's relevant here, but. One of our owners has, one of our owners has quit on the season and stashed everyone good on IR so you, he can decide what's the best value over the summer. Because of this, he started Chris Thompson in a game with huge playoff implications. He's also currently, uh, having an empty running back spot and has Carlos Hyde on the bench. Literally no one else on his team is not on IR at at running back. So he's five and seven. He's not going to make the playoffs. And he did this last week too, but he won. Uh, so it didn't have a negative effect. But should I, as commish, cut Chris Thompson or maybe Ben Watson, put Hyde in the starting lineup and pick up the best running back and play him in Thompson's place? Should I put it to a vote? Basically, he's trying not to gift someone a win by allowing this owner to put everybody on IR and not set his lineup. What should the commissioner do here when somebody's not setting their lineup?
0: Well, there's a difference between not sending your lineup and creating a strategy to better your keeper options for the following year. I think it's a little crazy what this quitting owner has done mm-hmm. to stash all these IR guys. But if, if that means that he's going to have a lineup with a bunch of zeros in it, part of me wants to let him do it. I don't want to be a micromanager as a commish and say, no, you've got to have a lineup full of healthy players who are active and you have to go out there and and give it your best shot because this is a keeper league. Keeping players is part of the strategy. Even though this guy quit on the season, I would imagine that he is committed to next season. If something like this went down in my keeper league, I would probably request that he either change his lineup so that he does have at least a a majority of players who are going to put up some points or, and maybe and, or, Pay me next year's dues in advance, so that I know he's committed to playing. And does it alter? Yeah, but but like, is it unfair for the teams that aren't playing against this guy? Yeah, it is unfair. So you're going to let him leave his lineup as is? I I I might let him leave the lineup as is. I, I let's put it this way: I don't want to be the one changing it for him. That's not. I'm not here to set your lineup. Buddy. So tell him to set his freaking lineup but the guy can say all right i'm setting my lineup i've i've got a quarterback in the quarterback spot it might be aaron Rodgers. You can't but he's but got he's, he's got chris
1: thompson at running back
0: like you can i understand tell him to take i thompson understand out. he doesn't care about it anymore and he he's trying to find he's trying to find a keeper for next year yeah, i don't like he's it he's hoping one of these ir guys uh gets the job done i don't like it Boo. i'm wondering here's what i really want to know is what happened to all the players that he had on his team before he decided to do this did he just dump off Eight, ten guys. No, apparently he's got a decent
1: lineup because he won last week. But still, the commissioner doesn't want him starting Chris Thompson, and I don't blame him. I think it's wrong, and I think you know, I I think I do think that every fantasy owner should be more of an unwritten rule. You're obligated to be competitive. You're obligated to set a lineup. It's for the competitive balance of the league. It's it's not right.
0: So I don't think that what this guy's doing is right. I disagree with having an empty roster spot and Carlos Hyde on the bench. Carlos right. Side's gotta be in the lineup if you have an empty running back spot. Sure. And if exactly. you're a commissioner who wants to make that fix, fine. But I just, I hate the idea of looking over everybody's rosters and making sure they're all legal. And I did not. Oops, now I've gotta be the one to go and change it for you. And, and you've gotta go and tell them, no, I want, I want the owner to make the changes. And the commissioner should go to him and say, don't be a butthead. Set your best lineup. I agree. Alright, you want to stash a bunch of guys on IR? That's your prerogative, but at least put up your best lineup possible.
1: Okay, I'm I'm totally on board with that. Next email is Jake from State Farm. Dear Michael, George, and Kristen. Christian. Michael, George, and Christian. Oh, I can give you another hint. Baby, I can pay you to a kiss from a rose on. They're all seals? No, they're all Batman Actors. That what was song, that song? It was from Batman Returns, I think.
0: I don't like that song, man.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Bad memories.
1: I know what happened.
0: I'm not talking about you it. You said you would. No, I never said I would. You said ask me on the mailbag. I asked you questions about Jamie's wedding on the mailbag. Okay, fine.
1: Um, I just want you to know that that song has been in my head all day, and I've been thinking of clever ways to sing it to you. Uh, but I made a song. I made a song about pe- peanut butter and jelly to the tune of kisses or seals kiss from a rose. But I won't sing it. Okay, eight, you want to though? I, I don't. can tell. I can see it. In I, the I forgot the <laughs> lyrics. Uh, eight team PPR league. Eight teams. I need to do. I needed some advice about what to do about a recent trade that happened in my league. It occurred less than twenty minutes before the trade deadline. Antonio Brown and Deshaun Jackson for Doug Baldwin and Jarvis Landry. It's an eight team league. Every team's already loaded. The team that got Antonio Brown and Deshaun Jackson for Landry and Baldwin is the number one seed. The other team has one whip. So the one win team gave up Brown and Jackson. The best team in the league got, got Brown and Jackson for Baldwin and Landry. Is this a fair trade? What are your thoughts? And it's not a keeper league? It's a, not that I see.
0: You can't, you can't allow this trade to happen. And again, this is micromanagement of being a commissioner. This is part of the reason why I hate being a commissioner. But you you really shouldn't let teams, even though it's technically allowed, you shouldn't let teams that are out of playoff contention in non-keeper formats make deals involving the best, best players in the league. I
1: don't think they should be able to make any deals. I think once you've been mathematically eliminated, you should not be able to trade.
0: Actually, I, I think that's fair. I don't
1: really think this is that bad of a trade because like you're not starting Deshaun Jackson ever in an eight-team league. So it's Antonio Brown for Baldwin and Landry in PPR. It's really not that bad.
0: It's not. But, it's still, you still don't like to see a team with one win trading the best receiver in fantasy football to a championship contender.
1: I completely agree.
0: When there's like no ramifications for the one team owner.
1: And Jake from State Farm, thank you for the email, nice khakis. Alright, rapid fire to figure, to finish it off. PPR from Ben, Duke Johnson or Marshawn Lynch? Lynch. Travis from Queens, half PPR, Tariq Cohen or Jacques Rogers. Cohen has more upside. From Matt, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, or Keenum, who do I start? Goff.
0: Oh. Um, Cam, I thought, no? That was my knee-jerk reaction. It, let's, let's change it to Cam, pending injuries in New Orleans. And in Carolina. Alright, this
1: is Allen from Pittsburgh. Vicar Ryan, just kidding. Pick no. one, PPR. <laughs> Corey Coleman, Orleans Darkwa, Corey Davis.
0: Uh, it's Coleman. I love what Vic Orion has become. It's great. It's our secret, it's like a secret <laughs> handshake to let us know that you've been listening for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Uh, this is from John. What are your feelings on handcuffs as it gets later in the season? Would you drop Booker or Gore for cadet since I'm the McCoy owner? Sure. Yeah, I like it. If you think that the handcuff is going to be better than the other guys on your roster that you never start, I think it's a good, good strategy. From Matt. PPR. Kareem Hunter, Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. Latavius Murray, Collins, or Hunt, PPR? Collins. From Tyler. Can I comfortably start two running backs from the same team? In this case, the Saints.
0: Yes. I wouldn't do it from, you know, pretty much any team with crappy running backs, obviously, but the Saints are not one of those teams. Do not use both Seattle Seahawks running backs. From Jeremy. Same week, same
1: lineup. Uh, pick two in a, in a standard scoring league. Alex Collins. Latavius Murray, Lamar Miller.
0: I would sit Murray.
1: From Doc, uh, should I bench Melvin Gordon for Alex Collins?
0: Hmm. Those are, (laughs) it's gotta be one of those two for a spot.
1: I gotta be 100% honest with you. He also has Fournette. Like, I might bench. I I kinda wanna sit Fournette. I kinda do too. I think I'd probably start him over Collins. I, I could make that decision. I have them both in one league. I'll stick with Fournette. I'll say Collins. Over Fournette? Yeah. All right. Uh, from Captain Trips, Hunt or Hyde? They a touchdown heavy league. No points until 80 rushing yards or receiving yards. Hunt or Hyde? Or seven Hyde. catches. Hyde. Hyde. Um, all right, Joshua. That's interesting.
0: No points until you get to 80 rushing or receiving yards. That's weird. It's not weird. It's They're rewarding good players. Then
1: you get a million points. Alright, uh, pick two in PPR. Kelsey, Hunt, Drake, Jamal Williams, Peterson.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Kelsey and Jamal Williams.
1: From... Juice. Start two in PPR. DeMarco Murray, Latavius Murray, Woodhead, Mixon, Lamar, Deshaun.
0: Lamar Miller would be one. And it's, to me it's a debate between Mixon and Deshaun. I think I would take Deshaun over Mixon in a PPR.
1: From Jason, Juju or Drake? Uh, I'm going to go with Drake. From Kate, Drake or Burkhead? PPR.
0: I think I have Burkhead ranked higher as of now. I could see myself changing to Drake. From, I can kind of feel myself. Yeah, I feel it too. Leaning toward it's the force. <laughs> it's it's making me lean toward Kenyon Drake. I just know I'm going to regret it, but it's it's looking really good for him. From Jack, pick two.
1: Richard Matthews if active, Gin, Juju, Sterling Shepard. Standard.
0: In a standard league, I think Gin and Juju is where I'd go.
1: Would you start Matthews over Juju if he plays? I don't think I would. From Matthew, I'm projected to lose by 10, standard scoring. So who has more upside, Doyle or Ingram?
0: Who has more upside? Ingram has more upside. Who I think the better option is, it's Doyle.
1: Yeah, I don't care what your projections are. That's not that many points to be worried about. Uh, Alex Smith, Matt Ryan, or Josh McCown? McCown. From Joe, Olsen or Clay, PPR? Olsen. From Daniel, Ingram or Olsen, PPR? Olsen. From Chris, starter sit Adam's falsetto singing voice? I said it. I don't know that I've ever gone falsetto.
0: What would you classify your voice as?
1: It's just a voice, it's not, this is falsetto! I never do that. You just did. I just did, yeah. Uh, this is from Justin. Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, Corey Davis. Well, actually, let's start with the running backs. Williams, Drake, or Mixon?
0: Standard or PPR? I don't think it matters. Give me Williams.
1: Williams. Okay, now a flex. Drake, Mixon, Corey Davis, or Marquise Lee? PPR. Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee.
0: Uh, It's down to Drake and Lee. I just slumped, I just literally slumped in my chair. Debating back and forth, but I feel myself feeling like Kenyon Drake is in for a big game. Oh, okay. Like, I can almost, like, by the time you hear this, I'm sure he'll be moved up in my rankings. And there will be an explanation in the cheat sheet. A full-on explanation of how I really feel about Kenyon Drake in the cheat sheet. So read it on CBSSports.com.
1: Last one here is from John, Juju, Cobb, or Coleman.
0: Juju. Juju it is. Juju on that beat. Juju, Juju, on on that that beat. beat. Juju, Juju on that beat. Juju on that beat. That's not how it goes. Okay, so,
1: <laughs> I hate that song. And, uh, I love you all. So have a great weekend and enjoy your, uh, week 14, well what, week 13. What am I saying right now, Dave? What, what
0: is I think this? you're trying to say, let's go Canes.
1: When I wake up in the morning, CBS gives out a warning about a giant's bank of offensive line. Injury to Brandon Cooks, and before I even look, my opponent grabbed his back up off the waiver wire. It's alright, I've got Le'Veon Bell. If the loose does it flex, I know I'm in a mess. Well, I better do my homework tonight. Reading Jamie starter sick, they say Chart is legit. Keith and Adam share the team; it was a
0: dumb fire. It's alright.